The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Okay, we hear a lot of talk about people who want to change their direction, you know, change career, maybe go from being an accountant to being a teacher. You often hear stories like that. Love to get into the classroom rather than being behind the computer all day. Well, my next guest changed career at the age of 45, and she went from being a very high-powered executive to being <laughs> a comedian. <laughs> Callie Beaton, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for giving me a laugh before I've had to say anything. What a lovely crowd you you are, Pat Kenny. Thank you for having me on. Um, I mean, it, it seems like insanity. How did it happen? Well, it happened. So I'd always worked behind the camera in the media for many years. And I found mean, you worked for big, big companies, Carlton TV. Yeah, I, I was um, I, I was working for a production company that got bought by ITV. So I found myself um, the youngest and only female member of the ITV board back in the day when the likes of David Cameron were on the board of Carlton Television. So that gives you a sort of temperature check <laughs> on what the environment... I don't like to use the words pale male and stale. Sometimes they slip out, Pat, but... Um, so that was the environment I was in, sort of male-dominated boardrooms for many years. And I worked for a couple of the big US Hollywood studios over the years, including Viacom, CBS, which owns Comedy Central, Paramount Pictures. And I was on the boring business side, you know, generating revenue from shows yeah. like SpongeBob and South Park. But I would get to know incredible talent as you do in your profession yeah. um, and I would I got to know the uh, the late great Joan Rivers I worked with her a few times and I would host industry events where I was the business person yeah. trying to keep jaded drunken TV executives awake at the wheel until she would come on and after working with her a couple of times I had dinner with her just me and her not long before she died, as it turned out. It wasn't connected to our dinner. but um, And she said to me, you should think about stand-up. You know, what you're doing for me is kind of warm-up, and I think you could do it. And I said to her, I said, I'm 45, Joan. I've got a massive day job. I'm a single mum. I've got two kids. One of my kids has special needs. It's just way too late for me. The ship has sailed. And she just looked me square in the iPad, and she said, um, I'm 81. You're in the thick of it. What are you waiting for? And she died... Two weeks after that. And this was medical misadventure, as I recall. Yes, it was. I mean, it was a huge shock to everybody. I mean, you wouldn't have believed if you saw the sort of zest and talent and vigour she had when I was with her two weeks earlier. So, yes, it was a terrible way to go. And, um, And I think the combination of that conversation... And then her death. But she must have known. I mean, when you were kind of doing the warm up for Joan and keeping these execs awake. (laughs) You uh, know what it's like keeping execs awake in the media. It's (laughs) it's a tough gig. Yeah. And and often you you are cannon fodder. I mean, you're being thrown to the wolves. Yes. um, And that's your job. No one's there for you. No. uh, Yeah. So uh, you must have been entertaining them to some degree, though, because you must have been making them laugh. And Joan must have perceived your ability to, you know, tell it well. Well, what I realised was you'd be given sort of bullet points from your corporate communications team. And I soon realised that a load of drunk people in Cannes didn't care about that. And you've got to really think, what does your audience want to hear? Not do you want, what, not what do you want to say? So I suppose I did get a bit more and more irreverent and a bit more sort of silly. And I just started to enjoy it and find my own voice, which is hard in corporate life. Um, and yeah, so I suppose she did see something in, in me. And I ended up a couple of weeks after she died, you know, doing what you do, getting into an open mic night at a, you know, spit and sawdust pub in Kennington in South London. And I'd love to tell you I was amazing. <laughs> and it, and I wasn't. I was 
atrocious because most comedians are atrocious to start with. And then you just put your yeah. hours in on the stage and work your craft yeah. up. Every bad gig is a learning experience. And you never <laughs> learn as much from a good gig as you do from a bad gig. And I've had plenty of those. So. <laughs> but but uh, growing up and going through school and university and so on, I mean, were, were you uh, treading the boards? Were you in all the plays? Did you kind of know that you had it. I think the thing you need to know about me <clears throat> is that I was a girl in a boys school. My parents were teachers and as a child I was overweight, ginger as you can see. Um, I had knock knees, I had industrial strength glasses and I went to a boys school. If there's one thing I had to learn apart from rugby and cricket, it was having a personality because that's the only card I had. So I definitely was quite a bantery, I had the sort of chat. But I didn't, I wanted to act, but I didn't look like you need to look as yeah. a woman to be in front of the camera and I didn't have the confidence. So it took me until I was in my 40s to find my voice. And I think there are probably loads of women who would say that, you know, we start yeah. to get to our peak in midlife. OK, now you, you have a, a podcast, host of a podcast and I'm sure many other strings to your bow. But what is your, uh, for people who haven't come across your work before, what is your shtick? So I talk, it's very much kind of observational. It's about things that have happened to me. I'm celebratorily single. I'm 53. I have a lovely life um, doing the things I want to do in the way I want to do them. Um, I do date and have fun and stuff. You don't need to feel sorry for me, but I'm, I, I, I have a life that people might not expect someone yeah. at my life phase to have. But the other thing I do love, and that's what the podcast is, is the combination between I haven't sort of jettisoned everything I used to be in boardrooms. I'm still very much the same personality. And I also love the sort of hybrid of it all. So I yeah. don't feel you've got to forget one bit of yourself to become the new yeah. bit. It must be difficult dating, though, because every <laughs> every fall guy becomes the possible <laughs> material for your next stand up. Oh, listen, sometimes <laughs> I'm looking at them. I dated a ginger guy in the summer, mainly because I'd never dated one. And I knew it would be a good comedy goldmine and he didn't disappoint. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it, I do find it uh, hard to meet serious. Uh, so yes, if there's any, and mainly I'm over here in Dublin looking for an Irish husband because goodness knows I need a European passport. If anyone listening would like to take up the challenge. Yeah. And who is fond of gingers. Uh, no no um, large magnifying glasses anymore. No, listen, I've had the laser surgery. I've lost the weight. It's all good now. The knees no longer knock. The knees don't knock. Well, I don't know. At my age, they're knocking again. <laughs> Let's talk about the other side of your life then, the business side of your life. Because this is uh, why you're here, in fact. You came over uh, for uh, the Gloss Goodbody Investment Club. What is it? Well, the Gloss magazine, which your listeners will know, but I didn't know what it was. So I get asked to do loads of corporate speaking and keynotes and after dinner speaking. And when they're in another, when I've got to fly somewhere, it's got to be worth doing. And Jane McDonnell, uh, the publisher of the Gloss magazine, called me to talk about what she wanted me to do, which originally was speak at the brilliant Gloss Gala, which they have um, they had at the end of last year and when and I was thinking oh another day another dollar and then she started talking about this and my ears pricked up so gloss of collaborate it's the only time I've ever heard of something like this Pat and, and I do a lot of work around the world with big companies so the gloss magazine and good body which I believe is the stock longest yeah, stock, knows, yeah, yeah and they're the long I think they're the longest established um, stockbroker in Ireland they came up during COVID with an idea when everyone was grounded so in 2021 to do this fantasy trading 
um, competition where um, women were given, and it's it's not that men can't join, but it is at the moment it is it's been marketed at women for yeah. for a good reason, and um, so women could they got a hundred uh, they got a million dollars of fantasy shares, uh, fantasy money, and they could invest them in stocks and shares. And the point was that by 2030, 40% of financial assets in Europe are going to be in the hands of women. And yet women don't talk honestly about money. And the sort of things that would trigger a woman having to make investment decisions are very different to the sort of life events that would trigger something for a man. So this thing caught fire in COVID, when everybody was grounded, it's continued on. And this now, last night, we had the launch event uh, for this year's Gloss Goodbody Investment Club. And it's now going to be, so there's going to be um, monthly sort of seminars, which I will be hosting, but I might add, don't look to me for the brains yeah. behind the operation because we know I've made okay. abominable decisions. But people decisions. can get involved in this and they can enjoy the fantasy of, you know, investing 100 Ex- grand or 50 grand here, there yeah. or yon. Uh, it also might encourage them if they have, a, you know, a few pounds or euros to you know, play the market themselves. And you don't need to have more than a few. That's the point. So people think to make sound... I mean, the only sound I got into making investment decisions because I got pregnant by mistake in my 20s and thought, oh, I better get a house and a pension because I've got an unexpected baby on the way. So something uh, silly and not very well planned led to me doing some financial planning. And there'll be lots of women who have those kind of unexpected life events. And you might not have much money, but it's good to know how to invest in it. But the key thing is... I think, first of all, not talking about money has cost women. Mm -hmm. So we need to start talking more about money. Um, And it is not just a man's game. Everybody's got a place on the playing field. But it also is quite fun. So when people say to me, why do you do comedy and business? Well, there is fun in business and there's fun in learning about finance. So the point of these monthly check-ins is to kind of educate people, give them the knowledge so they can then have the confidence whether they've got yeah. 10 million or, uh, you know, a thousand. So it means if invest. they make a catastrophic mistake by in, someone, investing in the widget, that fails. It's pretend uh, money. It's yeah, pretend money. It's pretend money. And there's a leaderboard, but you can go in under an alias, which I shall be doing because I've got a feeling I may not end up on the leaderboard and I don't want everyone to see how bad <laughs> I am. So if you see someone competing who's called SpongeBob, you'll know that it might be Callie Beaton. Um, so yeah, and the appetite in the it, it's people from all walks of life. So the appetite in the room last night at the launch event was really electric. It's not a sort of dry subject, and it is. I think it is unique. I don't know of, and it's open by the way to everyone. So you know, you could have a you could take a spin on it. You'd be allowed. Yeah. I'd be allowed. You'd be allowed. I might just do that. Yeah, I yeah. might just do that. If you're not already a member, uh, you can join at uh, thegloss.ie forward slash goodbodyinvestmentclub. Uh, registration is just €15 Euro and all proceeds go to Breast Cancer Ireland. So nothing not to like about all nothing of this. Nothing not to like. It's good fun. Callie Beaton, a pleasure having you in the studio this morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.